Does Monday at the office feel like a storm? Not with Microsoft Copilot. That feeling when Copilot gets everyone up to speed instantly? It's sunny again. When Copilot simplifies complex data so your teams can act, that sun's shining on a beach. And when Copilot uncovers hidden insights, you're on that beach with your people and you find buried treasure. That's Microsoft Copilot. Learn more at Microsoft.com slash AI for all. Dreaming of a better sleep? Tossing and turning is not your destiny. And Ollie is here to help. Ollie invites you to sink into sweet, sweet slumber to improve your mental and physical health and overall wellness. More than just melatonin, Ollie's ingredients help you unwind your mind for a delightfully dreamy drift off. Sleep is on the way at Ollie.com. That's O L L Y.com. All right, glad you're with us. A lot of ground to cover today. Uh oh, Governor Cuomo's in trouble. We'll get to that. And I would imagine lawsuits are pending and. Apparently, the nursing home death issue was, oh, they only reported about half of what really happened. Uh, That's not going to end well. So many um, friends are just obsessed. Of It's kind of like a David Goliath battle going on uh, Wall Street. And I'm not going to lie. I'm kind of enjoying the hell because I'm not the biggest fan of Wall Street. I'm going to be honest here. I'm kind of enjoying the hell out of it, just laughing at it all, um, because it's it's kind of fascinating to watch. And I'm, you know, I've have enough friends in that work in this industry, and they're going to be mad at me for saying all this, but and they do great work, they do great things, they help pe- people save for their retirement. This isn't my wheelhouse; it's not what I do. I tried to explain on the air before I've had so many people from the earliest days of cryptocurrency and Bitcoin try to explain to me what it is. And I said, okay, I understand cryptocurrency. All right. And I understand you don't pay fees. I get that part. And I understand there's a finite amount of Bitcoin available. My brain can comprehend that. And this is where you begin to lose me. And I say, okay, well, explain, you know, how is it that it keeps growing and growing and the money's involved? If, if you got a limited, finite amount, it's like, okay, there's only X number of tons of gold, X number of ounces of gold. Okay. And then say, no, it's simple. It's an algorithm. I said, okay, I'm, I know what an algorithm is technically, but I really don't. It's not my wheelhouse either. Well, you know, it's a math equation. I said, okay, I can understand that too. And then I'll say, okay, so then I understand there's only so much of it. Some of it apparently has been lost and we'll never be able to mine them back again, which is a fascinating sidebar to to that. And then I'll say, well, explain the next part of it. How come it keeps you keep saying, well, it'll go down for a period, then it's going to go up and you're going to add a couple of zeros to it. I'm like, why? Explain that part to me. Well, because there's only so much of it and it's part of the algorithm. I'm like, well, why is it growing then? Why is is the demand increasing? Demand, supply, demand, crisscross, dictate prices. It that simple. I just don't. I don't ultimately wrap my mind around the algorithm, the math part, and there's never a finite answer, final answer to the math equation. As it, well, the the math equation keeps going on. I'm like, but why? Why do you explain why? If it's a finite amount, there should be one settled on price. Maybe it. It's altered or changed on any given day, depending on what the demand is versus the supply. Uh, and it just gets interesting. Um, so I've just kind of stayed out of it. And I know I have friends that have made a lot of money doing it. It's not my thing. I'm not the biggest fan in Wall Street. I don't have a lot of exposure there. 
and it's just my own personal appetite. I think money is too hard to earn and save, and you know my blue collar roots kick in every day. And it's like, okay, ding, 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 ding. Doesn't make sense. Don't feel like getting involved. But watching this is fun. I mean, Wall Street's losing its mind. And so a lot of these hedge funds do something called they short sell a stock. In other words, they're betting that the stock price is going to go down. Now, you might say that's a horrible thing. Actually, my understanding is it's necessary for the balance of monies and investments that go on in Wall Street. Okay, so to short a stock, you have to you don't own the stock. You have to borrow the stock. You pay the person that owns it. You borrow it, but you got to pay it back. And you're betting the stock price goes down. If it goes down, you get paid the difference. And there are people making billions and billions of dollars, a lot of these big hedge funds making billions of dollars doing exactly that. Okay, get that part of it too. Now, there are people that are independent. And what they do is they 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 go on these other sites. I guess Ameritrade is probably one. Reddit is one you probably have heard a lot about. And anyway, so you have investors not part of these massive huge big um hedge funds they they start chatting it up and and a lot of them very cleverly smartly figured out that a lot of the hedge funds were actually shorting stocks that didn't exist in other words you can't short stocks that aren't in existence so in some cases, they figured out, and the one you probably heard the most about was GameStop or BlackBerry or, you know, there's one other one that they've been all all gung-ho about. It escapes me at the top of the moment. But anyway, so what they figured is, well, well, yeah, AMC, that's the one. So they figured out, oh, hang on a second. They're actually shorting stock at 140%. In other words, you only have 100 stock. They're shorting 140. Well, the 40 are, don't even exist. So they ganged together, they got together, a bunch of investors, independents, and they do it. It's smart for them if they're good at it. It's smart for them because they're not paying every time they buy and sell a stock. And a lot of people will buy a stock and they're watching it so closely it hits their price point. Boom, they're selling that second. And and if you're good at it, you can actually make money at it. It's, It's not my cup of tea. And so they figured out these big hedge funds had done this, companies like Melvin Capital, and that they were hedge, you know, that they were short stocking the limit. Now it's impacting other small companies. Long story short, you see a stock that was worth five bucks a share recently. You know, I think today at one point, Linda, correct me if I'm wrong, it was at like 480 bucks. Yeah, man, it's crazy. I mean, it's just, it's so for me, it's kind of like David and Goliath. And I think there's a lot of resentment out there because a lot of the short selling that goes on for companies that aren't huge companies but are on the stock market, on the exchange, uh, it, it, this this can have a negative impact to short selling. You know, if all these hedge funds are betting you're going to lose, you're going down, then it doesn't create the confidence of the other people that buy into the stock market hoping they're picked that they're going to actually go up and that they'll make money. And where it gets even more interesting is that now the government actually, they're call, all of a sudden these hedge funds, they never want government regulation. These massive hedge funds, you know, they have the freedom to talk among themselves and trade tips and ideas. And a lot of it in the end can kind of, I would use the term in my term, layman's term, I'm, I'm not accusing anybody, 
kind of it seems pretty manipulative to the market to me. And then the stock prices of a innocent small guy get driven down and that hurts their business. And then all of a sudden you have independents joining together, sharing information and making a decision that they're going to take on these guys. And now all of a sudden they want, you know, want to cry uh, foul and bring in government regulators because a bunch of people that are pissed off at the hedge funds finally figured out a way and to get them back. I mean, it's pretty fascinating. And this Melvin one, I guess, went went under. They got out of that that industry. It's just interesting to watch. We'll talk. Steve, I brought Steve Moore on the program today. He's coming on with us, and he's going to probably do a much better job of explaining all of that to you. Um, but it's kind of cool to watch and see. It just is. Um, you know, my only advice on investing to any of you out there is money's hard to earn, hard to come by. I don't have a lot of faith, trust, hope in the market. It's not been my big indicator over the years of economic success. It certainly can be a big indicator in terms of the health of the economy, but there is this exuberance factor that can sometimes take over. I will say this, and nobody's really talking about it, there are going to be people, including those independents, that are going to get caught here and they're going to lose money. And the money's going to be real and it's going to be significant because these prices are going to come back down to normal. Um, anyway, so we'll get to that. Now, I find this pretty amazing when when liberals start attacking each other. You always got to stand back and don't get in the way. Don't be the referee. Let it go on. And right now that's happening because the New York Times editorial board, I, they write this editorial piece criticizing Biden's executive orders. Now, to be very straightforward, if you look at the executive orders under under Biden, uh, this guy has signed, what, 32 executive orders in his first week. I think we're up to 33 now total. And that number is more than triple the number of orders of the previous three presidents, Bush, the 43, Obama and Trump uh, combined. It's In other words, triple what they signed in their first weeks in office combined, according to the Federal Register. Now, the other side of this is Joe Biden was the one telling us that we're a democracy and not a dictatorship, and I got to get the votes. How do I know he said it? Because I have the tape. Play it. I got to get the votes. I got to get the votes. That's why, you know, uh, the one thing, and I, I have this strange notion. We are a democracy. Some of my Republican friends and some of my Democratic friends even occasionally say, well, if you can't get the votes by executive order, you're going to do something. Things you can't do by executive order unless you're a dictator. We're a democracy. We need consensus. So in the mildest of criticism, the New York Times says, but, uh, you might want to ease up on the executive actions, Joe. And just for saying that, they're now facing a backlash from the radical left. They, I mean, they just couldn't have been nicer or kinder uh, in, in all of this. I mean, it's just maddening. I went back. I actually pulled the headlines, you know, from the New York Times this year. alone. Impeach Trump again. Trump is to blame for the Capitol attack. That's only recently when he first got into office. Uh, Donald Trump's Mexico tantrum. Mr. Trump's random insult to diplomacy. A troubled president. This is his first month in office. The media is a satisfying target. Trump's threat to Europe security. Trump's reckless shame game. I mean, that's been the entire coverage of 
of the entire New York Times every second minute hour of every day. And the New York Times says, yeah, you have triple the amount of the, your three predecessors. You said this is a democracy, not a dictatorship, and I need to get the votes. And you're not out there getting the votes, Joe. Uh, and that's a big problem. And on top of it all, you want to know, you want to define what elitism in America is? Just listen to Joe Biden and Kamala Harris and watch tens and tens of thousands of American families out of work, out of jobs, only to be lectured by the private jet flying, owning John Kerry. Uh, we want them to get other jobs in the in the clean energy sector. Well, they're not going to be working next week, Mr. Kerry. And if you really cared about carbon footprints, and you want to be this climate czar. Maybe it's time for you to make a show by example and dismantle your private jet, not sell it. No, if you sell it, somebody else will be polluting the environment. They'll be leaving a big carbon footprint. No, no, no. If you're real, really true blue and sincere to the cause, I think you need to give it up. Also, I'd like to see a pledge from all these cabinet secretaries because we, the taxpayers, you may not know this, we actually put the bill for entire fleets of private jets so that all these cabinet members can fly around wherever they need to go whenever they want to go somewhere. Speaker Pelosi flew on a private jet when she was Speaker of the House. Remember that little controversy that came up? I mean, then you got Pete Buttigieg, a man full of so much of life's experience, lecturing people. We want you to get other union, uh, good union jobs. Well, it's nice to say, but the guys with the good union jobs that got their pink slips, how are they going to pay the mortgage, the rent, their car, their truck payment? Uh, how are they going to fund their health care? And what are they going to do for their retirement and their kids' education fund? Because they're not working with your callous statement. And the only one that was halfway honest about it, yeah, we're going to have to sacrifice some jobs, was Grant Jennifer Granholm. At least she was a little honest about it. But they're trying to say, no, we're getting all their green new jobs. The people that got pink slips, they're out of work. They're not getting a paycheck anymore. They don't have money to pay. You know, the unemployment's not going to cut it. It's a tiny percentage of their income. But with a callousness and a heartlessness, I've, I've never seen. And stupidity on top of it. Now we're going to be dependent on the lifeblood of the world's economy Oh, we're going to make China rich again. They hate us. We're going to make Middle Eastern countries that hate us rich again. Hostile regimes like China, Russia, Iran, they're all going to be getting rich because we have artificially reduced the supply, which will increase the price, which means it's bad for national security. And it's also bad for our gas tanks. And we'll be paying higher prices at the pump and higher heating bills. Oh, so much for caring about we the people. 800-941-SEAN is our number. Henry Repeating Arms, I love this company. You know I'm a big Second Amendment guy. I have a pretty, uh, I'm actually very proud of my collection, and I've added a number of Henry Repeating Arms to it, the finest craftsmanship I've ever seen. You should see my, my Live Free, I should take a picture of it, Live Free or Die American flag that they put together on, on a rifle that I got recently. It's beautiful. Incredible craftsmanship. You can see their entire collection, henryusa.com, and it's a family-owned business. They make all their products right here in the USA, or they are not made at all. Uh, they give back, by the way, to military, veterans, law enforcement, firefighters. Their Guns for Great Causes program raises money for kids' hospitals, families with sick kids. They support our Second Amendment. They support firearm safety. 
They help pass the shooting sports, hunting traditions for future generations. 200 Henry rifle shotguns you can choose from. A variety of calibers, finishes. You're going to find something right for everybody. Backed by their lifetime warranty. Now, go to their website, henryusa.com. Get a free catalog, free decals, and a list of dealers where you live. You're going to love Henry. henryusa.com. Learn more about this great American company.